Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the All Things New podcast. Give me low and I'm out of touch, Jehovah God, Lord Yahweh, that you are a God who saves, and you, Lord, you paved the way. Today, I'm here with... I'm Monse. Kennedy. And I'm Daphne. And today, we're going to be getting into identity and sonship, which is a very crucial part of your walk. So y'all stay tuned, and we're going to get right into it. Are we getting into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so we've been talking about this topic for some weeks now, like at church, but it's just such an important topic for a believer because mm-hmm. if you don't know who you are, where you came from, who your father is, it's so easy for like the cares of the world to, you know, overtake your life or for you to see things in a different perspective. Like knowing your identity and knowing that you're a son of God, it really just changes the way that you view things and even just overcome adversity. So, Right. So what does being a son of God mean? Like, you know, you hear that term a lot, but what exactly does being a son of God mean? And do we really believe that we can be a son of God? Mm -hmm. Because that changes everything. Yeah. If we believe we can be a son of God, we'll walk like we're sons of God. Yeah. What does that look like? Hmm. Yeah. Not like what I'm seeing right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, there's a lot we could say about sonship. Um, I think what sticks out to me the most is the fact that we have Christ living inside of us. Right. Knowing that really, I mean, I already knew You know, we have Christ inside of us, but what it actually looks like for Christ to be the one acting and living out your life instead of you, Mm -hmm. it's just so, for me, like it was very mind altering, Mm -hmm. Um, just knowing that I'm submitting my will so that Christ can live through me and reflect through me because we have Christ living inside of us. We have that seed placed inside of us. And so when we allow him to live our lives for us, it's like we literally just take a backseat. Like he's the driver, we're the passenger, Mm -hmm. and we're just witnessing what he's doing through us. It's like whenever you're talking to somebody and you just feel the words come out of you and you don't even know where that came from, Mm -hmm. that's Christ living inside of you. So I think that was like one of the most shocking parts of learning about this for me. Right. Yeah, and I think it's important too, like in a world, because everyone wants to claim, they, they want the hand of God, but they're not really living the life out. And so we were talking about this in Bible study one time of like recognizing who the sons of God are. And it's like Jesus Christ was the seed of God. And something that Pastor Jay always talks about is a seed produces after its own kind. Mm. And so if Christ is the seed, we are also the same. Like it, it doesn't produce anything but its own kind. Yes. And right. so there's no dual nature. There's no, oh, like I'm still, you know, struggling with this and doing this. No, you were made complete in Christ at salvation. And something that we talked about is like the seed of God. There's a verse that talks about uh, Jesus being like the first fruits. And we mm. got into this yesterday of mm-hmm. how like that is why it says like you will know a thing by its fruit. If they, if they have the fruits of the spirit, they are a son of God. And that's right. how you're able to tell, do they have patience? Do they have joy, kindness, gentleness, all these things? If they don't, it's not, that's not a son of God because the son of God is the seed of Christ and that will show the fruit of what it is. And that's yeah. why you really have to look at people's fruit. They may right. say one thing. People want to claim God. They have lip service. 
but their hearts are far from him. Mm-hmm. And to know that, you have to do a fruit check. Like, you, you just have to. Like that fruit right. check. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, you know, the first thing that God told Adam and Eve was to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And, you know, we think of that carnally as like, okay, just have mad children. Yeah. He was talking about multiplying his image out. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you follow Christ so that you can be a representative of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we can be that light in this place of darkness. And so... Um, even going back to what you were saying is like, that's something that really stuck with me. You know, another command by Christ to the disciples was to be witnesses unto all the nations. And so originally I thought it was just like, okay, tell everybody about Christ, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about the power thereof. We're letting Christ do the work in us. And we are the witnesses seeing Christ move within us. It it has nothing to do with us. And, you know, we were talking today about like how when I first came to the Lord and was learning about like anointing and all these things, you think it has to do with like your anointing, like, oh, the anointing that I carry. But ultimately the anointing comes from resting at the feet of the Lord where he can pour out his oil so that you can carry the fire that he's placed within you, but he does all the work. Mm. So it's literally just like people seeing Jesus within you. Like when you're casting out devils, it's not you doing it. The demons see Jesus doing it through you. And so when you think of it in that term, you understand that, you're literally, I heard this the other day uh, at Bible study, you begin to have the mindset that you're just the donkey that Jesus rode in on to receive the glory. And he gets all the glory and you're just watching it happen. And you're just, that's how you become a co-heir in Christ. So even Christ said, whenever they accused him of being Beelzebub, he said, well, how can I cast out the devil with the, he didn't say with the finger of Christ. Right. He said with the finger of God. Right. So if Christ can acknowledge that it's God working through him, why can't we acknowledge that it's Christ working mm. through us yeah. from God? Like yeah. God is allowing Christ to live his life through us. And what's wrong with that? Like right. that's, that's how we rest. Yeah. yeah. It's a different experience to drive a car than to ride in a car. Right. Yes. And if he's the one driving and we're able to sit in that passenger seat and allow him to just do whatever he wants to do, knowing that he cares about us, knowing he's not trying to kill us, knowing yes. he's not trying to hurt us, then we can rest. We're chilling. Right. Yes. Everybody talk about chill vibes, but who really have chill vibes? Right. Because it seemed like a lot of Christians are working, right. working, working, working. And God said, the works, I'm going to do the work. Yeah. You just, you, our work is to yield. Yes. yes. I always say this, and I hope it maybe encourages somebody. The Bible says that he, God has put this treasure in earthen vessels. Mm. We're the vessels and God's spirit and God, Jesus' spirit is the treasure Amen. Yeah. on the ends. We can't be the, the vessel and the treasure. And that's what I think we get mixed up with. That's why we can't really embrace our identity because we're trying to be the vessel and the treasure. Just let them be the treasure and we can be the vessel. Right. Amen. And even in Romans, it talks about the creatures are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And that's why it's like, why do you think the enemy attacks your identity? Why do you think in all these churches, these mega churches, these big churches, people are going there to feel good, but it's not a means of actually understanding who they are in Christ and letting Christ do the work. What do y'all interpret sons of God to be? The offspring of God? Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as we are called to be like Christ, that's our opportunity to be included in the family right because what does the word of god say 
whoever does my father's will mm-hmm. is my brother or my mm-hmm. sister. Yeah, that's good. So mm-hmm. the more you do the will of God, God is made manifest in you, mm. which is what godliness is, right? Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, good. that's good, Rach. Yeah, and also just knowing like having the characteristics of God shows that you are a son of God. Cause like, you know, whenever we look at our earthly parents, we have so many of their characteristics because we grew up with them. They raised us, you know, and if they're our source of influence, then we have those same characteristics. So with God, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier, the fruits of the spirit. Like we will have those characteristics that the Lord places inside of us. So, um, I think even just being a son of God, it's just sharing likeness with him and also being of the same kind mm. of creature as God. Because, I mean, God is not a man, right? Right, right. So, yeah. So there is evidence to being a son of God. Yes. So we should look for the evidence of that. And that is his life. The Bible mm-hmm. says the life was the light of men. Mm-hmm. So that is an indication that he is living his life through us. When we can see his life being lived. His attributes being shown. So that's what's up. Yes, yes. And I think um, you said this in one of the Bible studies on Daphne that you said, you know, uh, when people come to Christ, they assume that like all of you changes, but your personality stays the same, but it's the character that changes. And that's where you adopt those qualities of Christ. So it's like, you know, you feel like, you know, you have to become boring or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, you could still be funny, but the character of your jokes might change. The way you carry yourself might change. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately comes with being one with Christ, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of people have that misconception that, you know, you come to Christ and everything has to change and you focus on all the things that you have you to let lose. go, yeah. right? Rather than what you actually gain. Yeah. Um, and with identity, you know, when you're in the world, you're hanging on, you're, you're trying to tug on things to label yourself as, where when you come to God, God will actually reveal unto you, like, who you are, what were you created for, yes. and what you were meant to be from before the foundations of time. That's good. Yeah. And it's truly not until you see God as the greatest gain until you're okay with, like, letting everything else go. Like, if you're still holding attachment to certain things, it's because you have failed to see God for who God really is. Because okay. if you really see God for who God is and the nature of him, you don't want none of that. Yes. You really don't want none of that. So it actually interferes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it does. So can we like get into what the gains are? Like, what oh, is the gain yeah. of What's being the a child? Because everybody life. always talks about the losses. Yeah. Like, I have to stop right. doing this. I have to stop talking to this person. So what? Do, what do we gain when we come into God? That's that's a good that's, question. That is good. I feel like you know answering that with a question. What do you gain by living in the world? Uh oh. Let's be real. Uh-oh. Let's be oh. real right now. Like, <laughs> the alcohol don't make you happy. No. You're depressed the next day. Yeah. You're hungover the next day. Yeah. What is the gain of drinking, smoking, sleeping around? You don't gain anything. Mm-mm. And, you know, with God, you gain life. And life more abundantly. Yes. Um, and I mentioned this to y'all. I went to a Bible study the other day. And a brother had mentioned, like, people think that you can't be free right now. So they think they're waiting till Christ returns to have that liberty where Christ died for us to be able to operate in the power and to be able to have a choice whether you choose sin or whether you choose to live righteously. And if you're one of those Christians that's waiting for death, then death has just become your Lord and your Savior, Um, not Christ. And the Bible says that Christ, again, came to give life and life more abundantly. And so now you have the choice. Do you want to live righteously and upright standing with God? Or do you want to choose to sin and 
feel the sting of death. And the the enemy will pervert that too to make you think that so that you live in a state of like lukewarmness, but we understand that like it literally says God will spool you out of his mouth. Like it, yeah. that's not there. So the enemy will allow that lie to become your truth because he doesn't care what it is as long as you're not fully surrendered to God, he has you where he needs you. And something that you always talk about is like when you're living in sin, you've given like th- that is the enemy's jurisdiction he is able to do that now like you have yeah. now stepped outside of god's will and now he has free reign on you mm-hmm. like you're yeah. not under the hand of god no. now yeah. and it's a it's such a false grace and a false just sense of security when you believe that you can live this this double life yeah. i like what you said about it being false yeah first thing we have to do is we have to have the right perspective and perception of what life is because mm-hmm. a lot of people think they living right now right like you can't tell them they're not living but if you're going with god's perspective that ain't living right because he said life is in him yeah. when you're living in sin that's death but if we don't perceive it that way then we can't even find the value in what he's trying to give us yeah. so and, it's perspective yeah and i was gonna say adding on to that in the old testament like god came up with all of these laws so mm-hmm. that people could see that they were living in sin yes. because they didn't know, Come like on. they didn't know the That's standard good. or that yeah. there was a standard. So I feel like when you're living in sin, like we were even saying this last night, like but some people, so- when they're living in sin, they don't see anything wrong with it. Or they're like, I enjoy this. I like going out. I like partying. But if you haven't seen the light, if or you haven't, yes, or tasted, mm-hmm. um, if you haven't experienced that, like you have nothing to hold it up to Mm -hmm. so it's like that's why when god or when jesus said let's be the lights to the world Mm -hmm. it's like your light will make people be like "Mm, Mm -hmm. i'm not living the way that she's living or i'm not holding myself up to that standard and it will come off like the people that experience that they will think that they're being judged it's conviction you're being convicted by the light that's in Mm. us that is going against the darkness that you have been living in Mm. so people want to say christians are just so judgmental judgmental all this stuff no you're being convicted and you just don't understand it or see it that way because you have grown to love the darkness you don't see it as something like that would help you and also, I heard this line, and it was saying, like, being wrong feels right until you know better. And so it's like, until you know better, your wrong feels like right. It feels yeah. like the truth until you really do know the truth. So That is yeah. so good. That's so good. That is so good. And even, like, what we were talking about today, in Luke chapter 9, it talks about he who loses his life will find it. When you try to hang on to your life in the world, you don't find life. But like you said... Life is in God. So when you begin to lose the life that you once knew and you find life in God, then you'll actually truly begin to understand what life is. That's yeah. true. So, yeah. That perspective is so important. Mm-hmm. How Even how we see God. Yeah. Because I can remember just when I gave my life to God, like I had a, a an idea of what how I pictured God. And, and I served God in alignment with that view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So knowing who he is now and knowing his requirement, knowing he's not up there just waiting for me to fail, knowing he's my father, yeah. understanding that I'm his son, like yeah. that changes everything. Right. everything. It changes how I pray. It changes how I, the decisions I make because I'm trying to please him. So right. if I want to be in alignment with what he, what pleases him, 
I'm going to make some different decisions. And it's not a struggle. It's not. No. I'm not falling apart like, man, I really want to go do that. Yeah. I want to please him. And when you really understand who God is, what he's required, what he's required, and understand what his word is trying to convey, the whole game changes. So when you say we don't have to struggle, you say we don't have to struggle. Baby, listen. We don't have to struggle? We don't have to struggle. Mm. We could be perfect? Yes. According to the scripture. Now, listen, we can go by what the word says or we can go by how we feel. Right. Amen. It's just, you got a choice. You can Let's believe what you want, right? So you're saying that we're not like only humans? Like we're, 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 gonna we're still sinners? Let me, let me ask y'all something. If we're going to be Christians, are we going to be just a little less of a sinner? Are we going to be a little less of a liar? A little less of a cheater? Are we being just a better version of ourselves? Just a little better? Or are we going to be like Christ? Right. What's the requirement? Like we can decide. Yeah. Right. And I love that about God. He's, he ain't trying to make you do anything. But if you want to experience all that he is, yeah. let him show you. Like let him be all that he is. Yeah. Right. That's the bottom line. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. But I never saw the word hard next to a son of God. Amen. Never. Amen. And you really have to understand who's doing it through you. Because when you're looking at yourself, thinking you can do it, no. You have to recognize who's doing it through you and who has already completed the work. It's Christ. And he's perfect. And something that I don't understand, if, if we understand that we're in Christ and Christ is in us, and we'll be the first to say that Christ is perfect, blameless, and sinless... How can he be in us if we're still a sinner? That right. doesn't make sense. That doesn't right. make sense at all. He's not a sinner. So now we're saying he's a sinner? No. Right. Yeah. And it's like the world could not recognize Christ. Mm. So the world should no longer recognize us if we're yes. in Christ. If the world still recognizes you, then are you really in Christ? Yeah. And we were just talking about how, you know, when you are the light of the world, this is why when you're really a believer, when you're really walking this thing out, you could go into the room, not even open up your mouth, and the people around you think you're holier than thou. The people yeah. around you think that, you know, you're doing too much. But in reality, the word of God says that you're only condemned when you choose the world over Christ. Yes. And that's when you feel condemnation. But the word of God says, Romans 8, 1, there is no, no. condemnation to those that are in Christ. Yeah. So when you're in the world, yeah, you're going to feel condemned. So you have to ask yeah. yourself, that's why the enemy can try to give you those thoughts when you fall short, because you were just in the world. That's yeah. so But when you good. realign your mind Come in on. Christ, now you're feeling conviction. Now yes. it's, okay, I shouldn't even open up that door, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's something we were just talking about, too. We and understand anytime anything is on the inside of us, it will manifest on the outside. Right. Yeah. Everything. When COVID was around, everybody was just going crazy, because they right. knew if that thing got in them, if that virus got in them... It was going to manifest. Come on. Yeah. If we get the flu, we see it. Right. If we see whatever it is, I'll bring it, let's bring it all the way home. If you see somebody with a demon, yeah. you you are able to detect something what? is in them and making them respond the way that they are. But we Why? Don't want to think that of Christ? If Christ is in me, the fullness of Christ Come is in on. me, and I'm not I'm not gonna be anything like him. Come on, people. Right. Come on. And it's like so many believers are like, I'm still struggling with depression and anxiety, and it's like Okay, but Christ is in you. And when you come into that understanding, it's like deliverance from knowledge, from just knowing. Because it's like the knowledge can be there, but if you don't eat it up, if you don't understand that that's your reality, you're going to be stuck in a reality that's not yours. I've heard this in a Bible study once, and it was saying 
the, the pastor was basically saying like, if you take something that's not yours, like sickness, like depression, if you take something that's not yours, you're a thief that belongs to mm. Christ because it was put on the cross. Oh, so it's like, that's if good. you keep taking that as your own, mm. you're not, you're denying the identity that Christ gave you. And that's why when people are like, I need to be a better version of myself. Mm. No, 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 because Christ gave you his identity. He said, I don't want that identity for you. I'm going to literally teach you how to do this. I'm going yes. to live inside of you so that I can do it through yes. you. You don't even have to do it for yourself. Mm, right. So it just blows my mind because there's so many people that are hearing like half truth. Yes. yes. And it's like, and they live a half of a life too. Yes. 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 The Bible says we shall know the truth, know it. Yeah. And then what's going to happen. It's going to make us free. Yes. Right. So again, either we're going to believe what's written or we're going to believe ourselves yeah. and whatever we believe, that's what we're going to see manifested. Right. Whatever that is. If we don't believe we can live holy, you're not going to live holy. Right. Yeah. If you believe you can live holy, you're going to live holy. Yeah. Right. And you, and it has to be a choice that you come into agreement with. Like, I want that. Because right. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I just keep struggling. I know it's hard to hear, but you're desiring that over God. Yes. You're desiring to do come that. On. That is still your desire. So, you know, when you're around other people... You don't want to say out loud, I desire to do this thing. Yes. I desire to do that thing. It's no longer a struggle. It's a desire within you. So you have to surrender that to God. And when you know God, and like you said, deliverance is in his word. Like yes. His word sets you free. And so when you come into agreement with that and you fully surrender, you said it the other day of the desires thing. It's not because the scripture, like God will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. Now what you, what you want, right. Christ in you, yes. like the desires start yes. to come together and then you don't even desire the things of the world because that that's not your identity. That that wasn't who you came here to be. Yeah. I like yeah. to think about, this is really what kind of freed me when it came to, because sometimes people don't believe what the word of God says. They can't make it relevant to them, right? right. Yeah. In the scriptures, when Jesus healed anybody, Anytime he, he freed them, when Jesus crossed their path and he did whatever he did for them, after he did it, he always said, now go. You sure? Is that what he said? Yeah. Why was he telling the audacity of him to tell those people that knowing they didn't even have his spirit and you telling me with his spirit, I can't come on. You telling me with his spirit, I can't live holy and I can't stop sinning. But he's telling people that don't even have his spirit to go and sin. And then he said, lest the worst thing come upon you. Because he understood that sin is the culprit. Right. That's so good. And it's like he even commented on their faith, which is why faith without works is dead, which is why there's going to be works that follow your faith. But it's also impossible to please God without faith because you can't believe in the word if you don't have faith in it. It won't it will not become manifest. And even going back into like godliness, godliness is God being made manifest in the flesh, which is what God wants from us. And let me tell you something. If you're feeling condemned from this message, you're in the world still. Yeah. That's what it is. Because when you're in Christ, you're going to feel the conviction. Yeah. You should watch this and be like, okay, I got to fi- I gotta let Christ move in this area of my life. I got to let Christ move here. But if you're like, no, they're talking blasphemy, then you don't have faith in the word of God because we're just spitting from what's in the word. The word. Yeah. And the Bible says faith come by what? Hearing. And hearing word. by the what? Word, word of God. Of God. And conviction will bring hope and condemnation will leave you hopeless and attack your identity. So if you feel like we're coming for you right now, that's not, that's condemnation. Conviction will always speak to you in a way of like, 
okay, I could be doing this better. Yeah, I, right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Not, oh, they're telling me I'm a terrible person. Like attacking right. yourself, you know? And something that we talked about, like your faith in the enemy is what allows it to manifest. Yes. It's the same yes. thing with God. Like same what you were saying, like COVID and all these things. Your faith in whatever it is, whether it's God or the enemy, is what's going to allow it to manifest. So you have to choose what you want to see. Right. Just going back to the whole conviction versus condemnation thing, like, we're really here because we believe that this is the way out. You know, like, this is the way out. And Jesus literally paved the way. He gave us the way, and he gave us his spirit to walk in that way. So it's like, if the scriptures tell us to go be perfect the way that Christ is perfect, why would he tell us that if we can't do that? Like so many people want to say, oh, I'm not Jesus. I'm going right. to, I'm going to sin. No, because Jesus is living inside of you. So mm-hmm. you are a seed of what Jesus came to do here on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I believe that's offensive to God and to, yeah. to Christ yeah. to say he's living in us and to say, oh, I'm not him. I can't do what he did. Yeah. It's kind of saying the work that he did on the cross wasn't enough. Wasn't right. Enough. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Oh, yeah, for real. And I think being separated from his father. Yeah. 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 And I think we were talking about too, like God came to that lowly place, but I'm gonna be real with y'all. I was not exposed to this truth until I got here. Me too. You know what I mean? I think it's important to know, like the the word of God says that God is close to the brokenhearted and one of a contrary Mm -hmm. spirit. And so I think that's why the word of God says he rewards those that diligently seek Mm -hmm. for him. And so even in the midst of living in that half truth, God allowed me to have the veil come off, up, come up off my eyes. So if you're coming across this, it's because God loves you and wants you to know the fullness thereof, yeah. right? So um, I was living in half truths for a minute. I thought, you know, I thought it was like, okay, I'm gonna be a, pro- a work in progress. I'm gonna be going through these things, but it's only until you allow yourself to be humble and know, okay, maybe I didn't have it all figured out, yeah. that God can begin to move in the midst of that. So yeah, I just found this out like. That's why it's that's important. What I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. It's important to, for us to be connected. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's something the enemy does not want. He does. He likes division. You know why? Because then you only get pieces. Yeah. Right. He likes to keep us separate from our siblings because we only get division. Division. <laughs> oh my God. It's not vision. It's division. division. We only get aspects so of truth. We only get pieces of it. Yeah. And God's constantly so telling good. us about unity and mm. oneness and just coming together because iron sharpen iron. Yeah. When we get in that word and we start discussing the word, we all get revelation because guess yes. what? It's really Christ in each of us. Yes. We see Christ in one another. Yes. It's a whole bunch of Christ. Like when I'm looking at you, I'm seeing the Christ in you. I'm oh, seeing, yeah. so I'm constantly seeing my father and my big brothers talking to me yes. every time. So I like, I like what you said. If you're running across this video, baby, God loves you. God loves, loves you. you. Like, yeah, he loves real. you so much. He, he orchestrated all of this to happen just as it is so that you can become enlightened and you can start making some different decisions and move closer to him. Yeah. And Amen. I feel even right now too, to say to like, don't let the enemy make you feel like you're too far gone. No. That you've done too much or this, that. Like, you can start now, yeah. right now, in this video. You give your life to Christ right now. Right like, now. don't let the enemy lie to you that, you know, you've done too much or there's been too much. No. Yeah. Right. God loves you and you can be free and you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior now. And everything that has happened in your life up until this point, 
was even orchestrated by God. So don't even start looking back and saying, man, Mm -hmm. if I would have done it sooner or man, like what right now, like I'm, I'm 40, I'm whatever, I'm 25. None of that really matters when it comes to God because he orchestrates and he said all things work together, not together as one thing, but together add pieces together for your good. Yeah. His yes, for his glory. He his purpose yeah. is gonna always prevail. Yeah. Yes. And we were even talking about uh the people that have come to, you know, the body now, they might feel discouraged, like, oh, I'm just a baby believer, but it's an honor because for me, I've been walking this thing out for like four years, and only now God was like, Now you're ready to receive the fullness of mm, the truth. Yeah. Like there's people that are like, I'm only three months in my walk, Rachel, like you've been doing and I'm like but God chose you yes. to hear it now at three months. Yes. It took me four and a half years to be able to receive yeah. the truth. Because Lord knows, if two years ago God showed me this, I would have been like, no. I wouldn't have received it. Mm-hmm. So God knows just the right time to give you the fullness of the truth. That's why the, the word of God says, the spirit of God will lead you into all truth. Yes. And so he knows just the right time. He knows you intimately enough to be like, okay, she's ready to hear it now. Mm-hmm. And that's just his grace. It's yeah. his grace. And when you come to God, it's like, you come as you are, but you do not stay the come way that you are because he is a God that transforms. Yes, when he, he lives inside you, when he gets inside of you, he rearranges everything and he starts showing you his perspective on things. He gives you his mind. Yes. He places his mind inside of you. So now when thoughts come that are not of God, you're able to realize that's not him. Yeah. That's not Christ. And when you get into your scripture too, it tells you who God is. Yes. Like he gave us this book to show us his heart, to show us him. And I think that's one thing that I've noticed, like a lot of people go after God for his hand and not his heart. And it's like, when you seek for God's heart diligently, the works are going to come. Like they're going to come because you're, you're seeking into his heart. Mm -hmm. So seeking his heart is for me, the most important thing to just know him and want to have that relationship that he intended us to have with him and commune with him. So and what a privilege it is to be a vessel in his hand. Yeah. Like, what a privilege it is for him to call you. I told a friend of mine the other day, I said, he was like, man, God is calling me, man. Like, I, I could tell. I said, now listen, if he calling you, you might want to answer. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say, I'm going to call him back. Yeah. That's easy to do. Right. But you may not be able to have, you may not be able to reach him yeah. when you want to call him. Mm-hmm. So if he's calling you, answer pick up because he's the one reaching out to you so you best believe he's going to give you what's necessary to sustain you to keep you to use you because he's not just calling us for ourselves Mm -mm. he's calling us for the people that are attached to us somebody got family they want to reach god they want they have loved ones they have friends that they just want to see them living a better life that's all our pursuit is we just want to see y'all experience what we have yes yeah and it's literally all love like it's all love because that's all we can give when christ lives inside of us all we can give is love it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter where you come from we love god's people and we believe that god has a plan for each and every single person that he put on this earth so it's like that passion is stirring up inside of us because we've been there we've been in the places where other people have been and are still in and we just are passionate to spread the gospel and God's love into other people. Just pour in the love that was poured into us. Yes. Amen. I like that. It's all love. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, 
I feel like that's a good question. Oh man, this is good. And this is literally how we interact with each other on the <laughs> without the cameras. Yeah. This is how we are, literally. Every conversation. So, you know, it was a blessing to be able to just be here. All the glory goes to God. Yes. And you know, if y'all didn't take notes, y'all better rewatch that. Because that was very <laughs> yeah. juicy. It was very juicy yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah. Let it sink in. Because this message is one that has to simmer yes. and marinate. Yeah. So just meditate on it. Because God says, meditate on my word yes. day and night. So meditate on this. Okay. Get into the scriptures. Have an open heart yes. towards God. Yes. yes. I challenge you to believe it. Yeah. yeah. You spent most of your life believing what the enemy said. The believing what your family said. Yeah. Believing what, you, what you're telling yourself. And guess what? That's what you live in. Mm -hmm. right. Some of you guys are still in the same place you've been in all your life, but you can you can experience something altogether different if you just believe. Amen. Amen. Take Amen. God at His word. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys so much for watching. We hope that you took something out of this. Like we said, keep going back, get into your word, and just let this be God speaking to you because that's all it is. We yielded nice. ourselves to God and just let him speak through us. So we thank you guys so much for watching. And if you would like to connect with us in any way, we're going to leave all the info in the bio. But yeah. Bye. Bye. Y'all later. Period. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Y'all going to have me talking like y'all period. Period. <laughs>